Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, recording from our downtown studios, as always, with my executive producer and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. Hello. Hello. How do you do? This is me. I'm here. What's going on, guys? Living the dream, man. Hey, uh, so I am I'm so excited. I know I'm excited about all of our guests, but like I'm I'm so excited about today's guest. Um, we have an opportunity to talk to a guy who's uh got his finger on the very pulse of the capital market. I mean, money's flowing right, Jeff. Have you seen how much money is out in the market recently? I mean, if the government keeps on handing out these stimulus bills and extending moratoriums and things like that, that's a lot of money. No doubt. But um, as far as like the lending and different things like that. Yeah, man, there's there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of stuff going on in the markets. I learn from that every day. So I'm excited. It's crazy, man. So we, we have an opportunity to talk with a, a guy who's who's doing this full time. And uh, just, you know, I don't want to build up the introduction here too much, but he's with Traction Capital. He is out there funding hard money deals for investors. He's the primary funding partner of Diamond Enterprises, which is our parent company that does fix and flips. So we did just to give you a quick background. And I know you guys tune in the show all the time, but my wife who basically runs the fix and flip division, Diamond did 40 flips last year. Okay. We're tracking to 75 flips here in 2021. And these deals were exclusively funded by traction capital. So this guy is, is, is like controlling the capital market here in the Caldwell's marketplace. I, I can't, I can't wait any longer without further ado. I want to introduce with traction capital, Mr. Matthew Peretz. What's going on, baby? Hello. How's everybody doing out there today? Living the dream, man. Lovely Living day. the dream. So, you know, let's uh let let's start out strong. What's what's new and exciting in your world before we do the full introduction? Man, give me a little positive focus. What what's killing it out there for you? So just a little positive focus. Um, just being able to find more deals and fund more deals. Um, there's a lot of money out there. Everybody's making a ton of money. Uh, all my all my investing partners, they all have a lot of money on deck and they're begging me to use more of it. So I have uh I have money coming out of my ears right now that I'm trying to put place. I see that. Like, it's weird. Cause it's like, it's just like money everywhere. It's like, I picked up a little bit. Do I have to give that back or what? How does that, how does that work? That's right. I just walk behind them with a bucket. Since it's coming out of his ears. And just see what I, I am the money machine. If you've ever seen one, this is what it looks like. Love it, man. All right, let's get some background in here. Cause I think you're freaking people out right now, which is good. This is a good thing, but traction capital. But before we get to where you are now, just a little bit of background. How did you make it into the, the real estate finance space? What were you doing prior to this point to kind of arrive at where you are today? Just a quick history on Matt Perez. So prior to this, I was uh, with Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. Um, I got a lot of education in, in finance, mostly from my clients, believe it or not. Um, but that's, you know, that's your boring investing. That's your 401k stuff. That's your equity funds, things of that nature. 
Um, this, you get a little closer to what you're actually investing in. You're getting into hard assets. Um, so picking up the, the hard money business that actually came from one of my clients in North Scottsdale when I was in a banking location there. Um, so they gave me that education and then I did my own due diligence and 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 really engulfed myself into it. So love that. So we, we fast forward to today. You're, you're one of the uh, partners at attraction capital. So attraction capital, we already talked about how you guys fund your, our primary funding source for our deals, but you know, other than being a hedge fund, I mean, which is, it's kind of, you know, obvious and, and that's what you do. Well, what is, what is traction capital about? I mean, you got the obvious, you provide funding for real estate, but give me a synopsis on, on the purpose of traction and how that, how that business functions. So traction capital is aimed at investor relations. Um, that's the building. The relationships is the most important part for me. Um, that is, you know, what I focus on most, but, um, on the investing side, what we do is we find, we find value. Uh, you know, I really don't care what the vehicle of investment really is. I find value in it. I exploit the value and then I pay for it. I love that. And that's, that's an awesome sense because that's the essence of a hedge fund right now, guys. And if you're, you know, you're new to the finance space, or you're new to the real estate investing space, you're, you're probably trying to figure out one of the tougher F's of foreclosure investing. We talk about the four F's of doing what we do here. And one of them is funding. And I will say that most people can't find the money to do the deals, right? That, that's the primary thing that stops them. How do you bridge that gap? How do you take a complete neophyte investor and help them to fund their first deal? What, what does that process look like? So I bring an investor in and uh, we go over a financial an- analysis over where they're actually sitting right now, what okay. they can afford to do and how much debt they, they can take on personally. And then it goes into more of an education um, process, right? Educating them on why the interest rates are as high as they are, um, what the benefit of the private funding is, mm-hmm. right? So I can close a deal in three to four days. That's incredible. Tops. So um, you don't have to do the invasive process of the conventional lending portion, anything like that. Um, basically, as long as the deal looks good, as long as the numbers work, then we can get it done. We can get it across the finish line. I love that. And that, that's the essence of hedge funds and private slash hard money lending in general, right? You're lending on the asset, not the person, right? Correct. When you're getting a, fund, a mortgage from the conventional marketplace, they want to check your FICO score. They want to know your income basis. They want to do a financial enema on you in a lot of ways. It's uncomfortable and it's difficult, right? Which is why a lot of people don't make it through. But you're the commercial lending space, right? So in the commercial lending space, they walk in with a solid deal, whether they're the wholesale or the person who's going to do the fix and flip, the investor, buyer, and you help them to get funding without all of that rigmarole, right? Is that, is that in essence what you're doing here? So you mentioned that the interest rates are high. So let, let's let's un, unpack that. So I think that freaks people out a little bit. Whereas conventional mortgage rates are what? Three to 4% right now. What would you see a normal private slash hard money loan going out the door at right now, rate wise? On average, I would say right now about 10%, 10, 11% goes up to, you know, 13%. Wow. Um, but you know, when you, when you hear that interest rate, what you think is the conventional mortgage once again, right. Where you're paying principal and interest, right. Where your payments are, are interest payments, interest only. Right. So the principal is getting paid back in full once the house is complete and you either refinance or you sell the property on the retail market. 
And that's important to note, right? Because when you're doing a, when you're buying a, a mortgage conventionally to live in with your family, somehow they convince people to take 30 year amortization schedules on, right? So you're financing out for 30 years when you're doing a fix and flip property, which is what you specialize in financing, right? Then they're going to own the property for how long? What, what's the time frame, generally speaking, that they should own it? Six to eight weeks. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's really the longest that you're going to be in it. So as long as you can cover those interest payments for, for two, two, to three months. two to three months, right. three months of the max, right? Right. Then on that back end, you're getting the profits from what you're buying. Right. right. So, so you're making a lot more money. Even if you're financing at 12% interest, okay, let's put some real world numbers behind this because we're a numbers based show, right? So you're buying a property for $250,000 and you can't finance all of it. We're going to go into what you want down in a bit, but you you're, you're get a loan for $250,000. Your interest rates at 12%, which sounds insane to most people out there. But remember, if you don't change the conventional wisdom to which you have built whatever empire you have or do not have up until this point, you're probably gonna be stuck in that spot for the rest of your existence. Is that fair? Absolutely. So you're at 12% interest for three months on this thing. So your payments are 1% of $250,000, which is $2,500 a month. Correct. Right. And you got to figure that out for 90 days. Now on a positive note, the property needs, let's call it 25, 30 grand worth of repairs. Right. So you're 250,000 in purchase price, 30,000 repairs. You're at 280. Mm -hmm. You've made three interest payments for a total of $7,500. So your total out outlay right now is $287,500. And if you're in Colorado Springs right now, that house is worth 350, maybe 375. Top end 400. Right. Right. So it, it, it makes sense when you bring in the bigger picture, right? When you, when you bring in that back end, what you're going to receive from that, right. from paying $7,500, you know, it kind of works out. It's not as bad of a deal, yeah. right? But people get caught up on the interest rate is insane. I can never afford that. I can't swing that kind of payment. I don't want to do this, right? Does everybody who buys a house with your money, Matt, using the, the tractor capital hedge funds, do they all flip them or there, or what other exit strategies do you see people employing right now? You can refinance them. Right? Okay. You're, you're buying a deal, right? So you're buying something with equity already established. Indeed. So now you, there's multiple different exit strategies you can, you can use, but the one that you're, you're gearing towards is the refinance, right? Sure. So now once I take a property that doesn't look appealing to the retail market, you put the work in. And then now uh, a conventional lender will want to buy that property, basically. Right. So provide a loan, provide funding on it. So right. when we go to the refinance, now you're back down to these normal three to 5% interest rates, but right? Now you're looking even better for the bank because sure. the bank wants you to default on the loan, right? That's their, that's their trick. They want to own the property. Absolutely. So Especially if, if you got equity, right? So exactly. if you're buying a property at full retail, you're paying 350, 360, 370 for a house worth that amount, the bank's doing a financial enema on you, right? They're super eager on making sure your job is stable, your credit's stable, your debt to income's not too high, right? But when you're buying a house as an investment, or dare I say it, buying a deal. Let's <laughs> well, see what you did there. Did you see what I did there? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's cool. When you're buying a deal, suddenly the banks are super eager to refinance that property at a lower rate. Because you've taken not only all the risk out of the deal for them, 
because you've already got equity. But furthermore, they're kind of secretly, privately hoping you screw up, don't make the payments, and they can keep the $75,000 worth of equity that you left on the table at this point. Because now the rating agency rates that property higher, right? We took a C property and then we made it in a B plus a, a minus property, right. right? And so what happens with those mortgages, they all get collateralized into a bond, right? right? And so there's thousands of mortgages in those bonds. right? So now your property looks even better and that that bond now carries more weight. So now on the secondary market, they can go and they can trade it and they can sell those mortgages. And that's why you see your mortgage go from a Wells Fargo to a B of A. All the paper gets sold, right? Right. Because it's been seasoned now. It looks better than it did when they first got it. See, the first few months of that mortgage, it's higher, higher risk. They don't know yet if this guy's going to fulfill his obligation. But after he's made payments for a year or two, so that paper becomes pretty valuable. It's been good for two years. This is much lower risk paper. Now they can sell that on the secondary market, right? They can get that money back and now they can go lend the money again. Well, and also to add to that too, is that the bank, they make their money in the first two to five years, right? Right. Cause you're basically paying interest only for the first two Absolutely. to five years anyway. You're not really chunking at any very of the small amount goes to principal. Right. So, so the bank has already made their money. Now what they're going to do is they're going to sell it on the secondary market. Since they've already made their money, they don't really care. They're, they're like, okay, well get it, get it off of me. Let it, let it go somewhere else. Right. I've, I've made my money. So now I'm going to go buy more stuff. I mean, it's fascinating to me, but I, I have, I guess I get to the point where it's talking about finance. The problem with finance is not the most sexy thing in the world, right? People get bored in the conversations of talking about interest rates and leverage points. And all. it fascinates me, but how do you make lending? Like, I mean, do you even have to, do you got to make lending interesting with your clients or how do you, how do you get people to, you know, keep from, you know, when I watch the fed, the guy from the Fed, Jay Paul, Jay, talking. Jay Powell, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh my God, I'm gonna fall asleep <laughs> here. But I have a conversation with you, and I'm like all ramped up. I'm enthused. Like, how many more houses can we buy? Where Where is all this capital coming from? So, how do you keep lending interesting for you? Well, this is this is the boring road getting to Denver, right? Denver's got Denver where it's happening. They have all the stuff there that you want to go and be a part of, right? But you got to still drive 25 to get up there. Right. So now when you're talking to your investors and you say, "Hey, what's your goals? What are your financial goals?" Right? Do you want to own the Ferrari? Do you want to own the 3 million dollar house? Do you want, you know, what do you want to see out of life? This is how we do it. This is how you make the money and then those returns that I'm bringing to my investors, they're all for it, right? Because I'm bringing them way more than four to 6% on a, on an annual, you know, yield. So they, that's boring investing. We have, we have somebody that's in our office that they do with the boring investing, put your money in the 401k, let, let us get four to 6% back to you while we're making 18% on the back end. My investors want to be able to know, look, feel, touch, smell what they're investing in. I love that. And how do the, what vehicle do you use to get other people's money syndicated in these funds? I know it's like a private placement or how do, how do you guys set that up? Yeah. So um, it's a, it's a lot of legalities, right? So we have a private placement memorandum, which is basically a thick piece of paper that has nothing but disclosures and disclaimers in it saying why investing with us is a bad idea, right? It's, it's all the risk stuff, you right. know, and I can't take anybody that's not accredited to me and accreditation means you have at least 300,000 in liquid assets. You already understand, 
risk tolerance. Right? Yes. You understand that you giving me your money, I can come back with nothing to for it you. Could happen, right? It, it absolutely could happen. It has it happened. Like have right. you had a situation where money's been lost? I mean, oh, no, no, it hasn't happened, right? No. So you got a perfect track record. But the reality is these these PPMs have to be prepared. They're prepared by lawyers yep. to say that this is a higher risk. It's a CYA document. Right. That's higher reward is. investment, right? right? And a lot of people don't get past that phase. A lot of people, private investor, look at this. This is too risky for me. It doesn't fit my portfolio. And that's okay. We, we're we we're very clean. We're very upfront. We're very transparent on how we invest the money and where it's going. And, yes. I, and I'm constantly checking in with my investors to make sure that they're comfortable with where they're sitting at right now. And what changes and pivots do I need to make um, to make them happy? Also coming up with different investment opportunities, right? I'm big on the business acquisition space. I like the M&A space, right? So the intention when they give me their money is that we're investing in real estate. But if I have a different opportunity, like I have a business right now that I want to buy, I pitch them again, right? I offer them again. And I say, look, this is what I think. This is why I think it has value. And I have an extra strategy already laid out. Two years from now, we're going to sell it. We're going to take something from $5 million to a $1 billion. I love that. And I, and I have to say that this is how the, the insider thing you've heard about out there, about how the, the wealthy are getting wealthier, is they're doing this quote-unquote higher-risk investing strategy. And I'm doing air quotes as I say that because I personally don't think buying low and selling high on the real estate market that's going up right now has any real risk attached to it. But of course, you can't offer any guarantees to your investors, right? That's but a dirty you, word. But you can say that we have done very well so far. Past performance is not indicative of future results, but so far things are good and the trend is heading that direction. So obviously, we got to worry a little bit about what's going to happen in the future. So I see about 14 to 16 months from now that we're just going to be a major correction. Right. Um, Right now, everything's super inflated. It's overvalued. None of it makes any sense. And right now we're about the 07 timeframe where a lot of the bad stuff kind of happened in the real estate market um, to make it come down. But the the trigger for this one's different. The trigger is based solely on the government's performance. Absolutely. And it's fascinating because I remember, you know, having this conversation a while back with you and we all kind of thought coronavirus was going to be the trigger that that launched everything into the hellhole we thought was coming, but it didn't. Things went the opposite way. So that gave the government access to flood the market with cash, which they did. Right. So now you've got trillions of dollars being pumped into the economy with no way to get it back out of the economy. So what has happened? The largest inflationary move in the history of real estate. We've done multiple shows about houses that are selling at all-time highs because this money's got to be pushed somewhere now-ish. Right. And, you know, what what a correction really means is bringing in new investment, right? That's going to be the vehicle that's going to take a lot of the cash out of the financial markets and put it back into the Federal Reserve. And that's going to kind of help with the inflation problem that we are happening or that we see ha- happening. And also Jay Powell going and testify in front of Congress saying that this is a transitory issue. I don't believe him for a second. I don't, I don't believe that for even a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So the guy at the top of the federal reserve, like you're in the finance space and you're telling me right now, this guy who, who talks to the federal government every single day about the money supply, you don't believe what he's saying. Why, why would we not believe the government? 
That's ridiculous. I mean, come on, man. They, it's the government. <laughs> they, they have our best interest in heart, don't they? I mean, what, that, that's yeah, what they're supposed to do, every right? Time, there's not yeah. one situation where the government has done some kind of economic regulation sure. that has hurt us. So yeah. why would that start Unicorns now? Unicorns are real and, you know, fairies uh, fly around. Yeah, I saw a pig flying <laughs> yesterday. With a cat on his back. <laughs> that's, that's the craziest thing. Right. Ever. That's pretty much it. so Jay Jay Powell, he needs to be calm with how he delivers his message. He needs to be deliberate on what he's saying. Um, and he he did make the right move as far as explaining it the way he did. Um, but I still don't believe the words that came out of his mouth because this inf- <laughs> this inflation's here to stay. You know, this is right. this it's is not like problem. price is gonna go down, right? You're seeing cars go up in price. You honestly think the manufacturers are gonna suddenly go. We can build the car for less. We're just going to sell it for less. Why, why would they not just build in the profit margin permanently, even if it gets less expensive to build it? So the, rea- the reality of inflationary times, which we are in right now, is there's not much incentive to settle that back down. It just becomes the new normal. Right? Well, and, you know, a, a good analogy f- for everybody listening is your car, right? So say if your car takes five quarts of oil, but you, you put nine in your car. Okay. And then you have to take that oil out of your car, but now you can't take the drain plug out. Now, how are you going to do it? I don't know. Exactly. You're going to let it burn off. Right. So that's pretty much the problem that we're facing right now. So we got to burn off a whole bunch of money. So fast forward to coming back to traction capital and how they came about. It's a hedge fund that's primarily focused on real estate, but where did the guys that fund the hedge fund get all this capital to sink into the market? Where, where did all that come from? What's your theory on it? It's that? all coming from crypto. I think so. All of it's coming from the crypto market. People are getting crypto rich. And the reason why they do is they don't trust the government. It's a, it's a, um, it's a currency that's decentralized, right? right? So once your money, once your, your U S dollars go into the crypto market, they're gone. You can't track it. You can't know who buys what and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's the real problem as far as the government's concerned on where all the money's going, right? So people are taking all this money, they're putting in the crypto market and it's disappeared. It's still on the balance sheet with the Fed, but they keep, they don't know where it's at. They can't find it, right? So, <laughs> so if you can't find the money, how are you going to get the money out of the system? It's such a valid point. So you're pumping trillions of dollars into the system. People are taking some of that trillions of dollars and putting it into cryptocurrency. These hedge fund guys got fat, stupid, like preposterous rich buying Bitcoin at eight, $900 a coin and then selling it at the peak in the 50, 60 grand range, right? So they, they got fat rich and now they're sitting on all this money and they're doing everything. All the conversations we're having with our, our hedge fund investors to the fund are like, you need to move more money. Right I have now. I've never I've never been pressured in this manner before. So this is kind of a new a new thing for me. Um, normally, the pressure that I hear is, "Hey, the market's down." Like when the pandemic started, right? Hey, the market's down. Why my returns, my money? Why is my four hundred one k going down? All of this kind of stuff. That's right. normal pressure that you hear. Um, in any kind of space in the in financial institutions, right. right? Right. Now, now it's hey, I have so much money, I need you to spend more of it, right? And which is great, which is great for me, right? Because now I can renegotiate. I can renegotiate lower my terms. rates, better terms, right? Exactly. So now it's given me that ability to buy more property because now my interest payments are going lower. 
I love that. And fund other people looking to buy property, right? So, that, I mean, that's really what Traction Capital right here in the Colorado marketplace is doing. It's helping to empower the investor because you've got all this funding available. You got a hedge fund breathing down your neck. Hey, you got to spend this money as soon as possible, right? And we've got these deals coming in from the wholesale side. We did a great show with the wholesaling queen, Gabrielle Simmons, just a few weeks back, where we talked to her about all the deals that are coming in. It's like the perfect storm right now, a bunch of capital combined with a bunch of deals coming in. And we haven't even gotten into those moratoriums wearing off right. and eviction starting to kick back in. Like, so in my opinion, it's only just begun. Am I right? It's, it's only just started. We, we haven't even, you know, we're, if you're sitting down for dinner, you just got your first drink. You haven't even hit an appetizer yet. Like we're just, we're just getting started. And this is why there's going to be more money made in this next year and a half than was made in the last four years in real estate. Right. And, and which is great with my, with my investors is their appetite is growing now too. So with, with that being said, it's not just real estate. They want me in other things. They want me to find other vehicles out there to stick all of this money. And they're okay with being a little bit longer in some of these plays that we're doing, right? I'm going to stick capital into, you know, a condo project going in downtown Colorado Springs. That stuff's not even going to be even starting to be built for another probably year, two years from now. Right. Right. So, but they're, they're happy to be putting that money somewhere because it if it's, it's just sitting in an account. It's not doing anything. Right. And that's the only way I think to get the economy back in line. Like a lot of people aren't working right now because they say there's not a living wage, not being paid. So we're not going to work the living wages come up. But the reality is, is at some point, those people are going to go back to work. There's going to be money being produced on that side of the equation too. Businesses are going to grow. We're still in the, what probably the tail end of the growth cycle yeah. of the U S economy right now, but we're still in a growth cycle. Right. right, right. We're at the top of the cycle right now. Um, we're, we're getting closer to the top of the cycle. And so, you know, everything in the economy, it's all cyclic, right? So you're going to have, you're going to be at the top of the cycle and then it's going to go down and then everybody's going to lose their mind because they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're seeing, right? anything like that. Just like a recession, you know, most people think a recession, they're like, oh, depression, we're going to be in food lines and all this stuff. A recession is just too two consecutive quarters of zero GDP growth. That's all it is. So mm -hmm. it's just flat, right? And there's no growing. There's no, it's no declining. And that's it's the definition kind of, of a recession, but you're right. Recession. You think doom and gloom, you right. think black Monday, you think what, you know, what happened at the start of the coronavirus, right? Where people just instantly going hungry, like there's no income in the system, but the reality of a, of a financial recession anyway, is a slowdown that most the economy doesn't even notice happen. And it's a good thing, right? By the time they can actually call it a recession, the recession is already over. Yep. And that's what people don't understand, right? Because they can't truly call it a recession until, until, happen. until they see, because we're all working off of past data. And I remember, if you guys listen to the show a lot of times, I've told you numerous times, so I'm so glad you said that, that by the time they start announcing that we're in a foreclosure market, It'll already be two years too late, right? So the point is the time to buy is absolutely positively right now. But the issue is a lot of people can't locate the capital to do so, right? So we are helping with that by our, our partnership with you, Attraction Capital, moving capital through there and helping investors who are looking to get started in real estate investing, but don't know how to find a deal, don't know how to fund that deal, solve that problem, don't know how to fix that deal appropriately for the market. And 
and then don't know how to flip it. We're solving all of that right here on the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast with our partnership with Traction Capital. So, Matt, where, where do you primarily lend money? Where, what, what states are you focused on right now? Where, where can you lend? Where can't you lend? Um, so right now I'm in Colorado, obviously. Um, we're also in Arizona, Florida, Texas. Okay. Um, we're staying away from California. Amazon coming in here. You got social SEO in, in Colorado Springs. Everybody wants to have something in Denver. Um, you got the sports teams, but in Colorado Springs, a lot of people that aren't familiar with this area, we have five military installations in Colorado Springs, including the Air Force Academy. So you're having constant reinvestment, so to speak, um, of people coming in and out of Colorado, right? So they're wanting to come here, have their families here, but with the military, you're moving every, you know, three to five years, whatever the turntable is right now. And, um, you know, me being prior service, I understand that community, right. And they're, they're number one for lending, right. So if they go and get a deal, they can VA finance it, you know, to, as an an extra strategy, right. So, um, you know, with all it, with it, just not being just military now, we're going to experience growth. Like we've never seen it. Right. Because companies are coming down to to ride that that piggyback, basically. I love that. Yeah. It's an incredible opportunity. I think that's, a, yeah, as you mentioned, a good place to live for sure, because it's right. a wonderful city. But also just in general, the economic climate is really poised for a a large hedge fund like traction capital to really make a presence here and, and waves in the marketplace. So huge opportunity. We're so excited to have you as far as that goes. You did mention maybe in passing, and I don't know if you want to head down this road, but I'm taking you here with me anyway. So come along for the ride. But you're also doing alternative investments outside of real estate, which of course brings me to my recent AMC play. So this would be a good time to say that this is not financial advice and I am not a financial <laughs> advisor. Um, so this way, you know, Thank the you SEC the doesn't come after me. Right. So um, just to tell the story, I'm having lunch with my buddy, Matt Peretz, right? And he's like, so you know that, uh, that AMC movie theater thing? I'm like, uh-huh. he's like, you should buy that. I go, uh, how much of it? As much of it as you can afford. I'm like, Okay, well, tell me why. It's like, we're about to go into a squeeze. And he starts going, hopefully he's going to give you guys a shortened version of the very long story that's going to, that that ensued. But I took his advice. I wake up the next morning, right? I'm just passively checking out my E-Trade account on my way to the sales meeting for that morning. And I'm up like $45,000. And I swear I'm in the car. I went, "Ah." Right. So I'm calling on yelling. So I go, Matt, what did you do? This is awesome. This is incredible. He's like, yeah, hold on a little bit longer. Things get more interesting. Right. So give me your version of the story. How did you know that play was going to happen? Obviously we, we, the hedge fund didn't put money into this per that deal, did they? Or how much money did the hedge fund have in that? uh, Or can you even share that? No, I can't, I can't go into detail about specific positions and and things like that. Um, You know, I, I've been trading my own book for, for 12 years privately and, you know, once again, I'm not a financial advisor, so take my stuff with a grain of salt with, with when it comes to this topic. But, you know, hedge funds got greedy, right? This is this is playing into the economic, you know, decline that we're going to see in 14, 16 months, things like that, too. Um, so what happened with a lot of stimulus money that came out? They the, the institutions, the banks got a lot of that money and they started lending it. That's why you saw the interest rates on mortgages go down. But they also in 
they also lent money to hedge funds. Hedge right. funds took lended money and they shorted stocks. You know, fundamentally, AMC should have been out of business already. Right. All signs said that movie theaters were not coming <laughs> back. Right. Well, I mean, even before, even if you take out the pandemic part of it. Right. Right there. Who goes to the movie anymore? Right. Because right? you got home theaters, you got, you got, you got, you got HBO Max hopping up at home. Stuff. We can all see these movies at home. So they thought right. they were going to die. Right? right. So fundamentally, it was a sound short. Right. So what they did was they bet against the company. When you bet against the company, it it drives that price, that stock price down. Okay. And so the retail community, now that there's so much access to the market with Robinhood and Webull and all that, all those trading platforms now. Right. Any Joe Schmo off the street can take a hundred bucks and throw it into the market. So, so enter the meme did. stock, right? Suddenly right. so meme stocks become super popular where you're seeing these guys who've never invested before hanging out with their buddies on Facebook throwing throwing money at stock in a lot of ways. Right. Right. And so that's, that's really the influence right now is social media, right? Social media has influenced every part of our lives. Why not the stock market? Absolutely. And the SEC, the stock market, the hedge funds, all the institutional investors, they are all livid because now they have to relearn the stock market again. Right. Um, Because now that social media is in there, Social media is there to stay. It's not going nowhere. Right. right? And it affects the market. It has an actual impact on how the markets move right now. And what's scary is that the retail community, we own the market now. It's ours. It's us. They they have no more power. Um, And so they're bleeding. They're bleeding interest payments, just like I was talking about with the with the lending for the houses. Right. Sure. They have to make interest payments. And now their interest is up to 20 percent that they're paying daily. So they're losing hundreds of millions of dollars a week. Um, they're they're up to, you know, I don't know how many billions that they've lost on this trade already. And it's all because they refuse to cover their short positions. So all we're doing is we're holding the float. So now we control the price. So maybe only part of this makes sense to you, but I think the takeaway should be from all of this, that there's a lot of money moving in the marketplace, a lot of opportunity out there, both inside and outside of real estate. But what what do you tell like first time would be investors, uh, stick to back to the real estate space a little bit, because I know the stock market can be super complex, but what do you tell first time real estate investors as far as getting guidance for how, how to get started? What, what do you recommend to people buying their first flip? Well, the first thing I recommend is the foreclosure coach right here. Oh, thanks. I mean, Donnie. I mean, that's um, kind of a setup, I guess. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, you, you don't want to go in blind. You want to make sure you're doing your homework. You got to do your research. You got to do your due diligence. You can't just be blind buying stuff, right? Right. So having the the, the coaching aspect of, uh, of what you do is a great, is a great addition to this. And that's how, why this program works. Right. right? So if, as long as you have somebody that's there to kind of walk you through the different shortcomings that you're going to have, because in an investment, you're going to have, you're going to have shortcomings, it's just a matter of time. It's Absolutely. not if it's when, so it, you have to be kind of walked through the process and have handheld a little bit so you can experience it, right? You, you're, you're, making you're making your experience so this way you're going to be more successful down the road as you do a few of these things absolutely right so you know when you're when you're getting your hand held you're coming through objections and and shortcomings and brick walls and speed bumps and all these things that you're going to go through it's good to have somebody that has the experience already that can say okay well just calm down take a breath figure out what went wrong. Now we need to pivot and we need to make a decision. Absolutely. And I think that keeps a lot of people out of the market. When I, when I first take on coaching students, we talk about, again, we mentioned the four F's of foreclosure investing. Funding is the one that holds people up more times than not. How am I going to pay for it? But just know out there that when you sign up with foreclosure deals, coach, you're not just getting advisement on how to buy a, a, 
flip. You're also getting how you're going to pay for that flip, how you're going to fix that flip up. And all of that comes with the total coaching product. So a lot of people buy in to the coaching product just to get access to Matt Attraction Capital. Right. So the, the irony of it is, is like, I'm just a bridge in there because obviously if it's a student that, you know, I'm working with, right. And I'll if I'm talking it. at a turn, you're more likely to fund the deal. Am I right? Yeah, I'm going right. to fund it because you know, yeah. that person's in good hands right. and have a, has a lower probability of defaulting on the loan because defaulted loans, no matter who you are, is not a good business model to be in. Right. Right. Well, your first flip too, right. If you're not, if you're not doing the, the, the coaching part of this, right. Your, your interest is going to be like 16, 18% because you're super risky to me. Right. Right. So I, I, I want you to default on it. Right. I'm, I'm basically an institution. I want, I want to own that property. Right. Putting money down. Right. right? So you so, got better leverage point for you. It's all better if it doesn't go well for you. Right. And so now with the, with the coaching product, funding's the easiest part now. Right. Right. So you don't even have to worry about the funding. You just got to, you got it's more about finding the house now. That's right. Right. So if you find a good property, you know how to evaluate it and you do your analysis and all of that kind of stuff, you go and look at the property. I already know with your guidance, that it's already a good deal. If you tell me it's a good deal, so I'm going to throw money at no problem. And Make you're going to get a great rate. Right. I, I hope you're hearing this. Okay. Because obviously we, we've had Matt on the team for a while. We're just now bringing him on the show because we're at the phase now where we're definitely staffing up on clients. We're going to take on a good amount of people here in the four, third quarter of the year. So we are definitely looking for coaching clients out there, but people we can help people who are not just going to buy the education. Like you see on a lot of the guys out there, the gurus who will remain nameless, you know, then Merrill, things like that. Um, our coaching product is exactly opposite of what's out there. Like what, what I pride myself on is that people who invest in coaching with me are going to get all the pieces, all the components they need to actually do a flip. Now, can I physically make you sign the paperwork to buy a property? No, I cannot. Okay. But I do have the confidence in my abilities to take somebody who has never done this before and get over the mental blocks it takes. So you, now have the confidence to sign that paperwork and work on your first deal. But confidence is just the beginning. I can't tell you how many people, I'm sure this goes in your world too, right? Where they're calling up, I want a loan. I want to get a hard money loan, et cetera, et cetera. And the first question is, have you done this before? Like, no, but I watch a lot of A&E's flip this house. <laughs> And I feel like I'm on BI. And none of that is true. <laughs> none of that is how it works. It never works that, that is way. not how it works, just for the record. Okay. Right. You, don't, you don't watch Grey's Anatomy and learn how to do surgery either, just for the record. Right. Okay. So in the end, you need experience. You need talent. Of course, I'm tooting my own horn here just a little bit. But in the sense, in doing so, I can fundamentally ensure, not guarantee, because there's no guarantees in life here, but I can ensure your success by partnering you up with the people who are helping me find deals every day, like Gabrielle Simmons does, helping me fund deals every day, like Matt Peretz does right here on the show, right? We're going to have our construction lead on here, and he's going to talk to you about the flipping process. We're going to get as, as far as that what that takes, so I can help you with that, and the contracts that we need, and all that set up at the operations department, which my wife runs. So she, she's in charge of operations, all the contracting, and then how to get that property sold effectively. It's a combination of working with my team so you're getting the desired result. And Matt, obviously, you're a critical part of the team, um, but adding to that 
is that you understand the ins and outs of the market where locally and otherwise, you're just a value to anybody, in my opinion, who's signed up for the program and wants to reach out. So let, let's talk about that. I want people to be able to talk to you personally about funding their deals, whether you're a very experienced investor or you're just starting out, you want to get your first hard money loan done, or you're interested in putting money into the PPM right? We, we can't directly solicit, but what we can't allude to is that there's going to be a round of funding coming up pretty soon. We can have a, we can have a talk about it. We right? can certainly talk about if you're accredited and that might be a good fit for your portfolio. How does one get in touch with you, Matt? What's the best way to reach out to you? Well, real quick, before I go into that, I just want to piggyback on what you were talking about before with the coaching, right? And the, the one fundamental, really the only thing that I have confidence in with the coaching product, right? Is I have confidence in the education, right? You provide education. Right. And Thank so you. it's not just we're going to buy it, we're going to flip it, we're going to sell it. It's it's telling them why this mechanism works That's and right. showing them how it works. And that is a that is really the the fundamental value that I find in the coaching product. Well, and, and that's why I fund those deals, right? And I don't even bat an eye at it. You just that. ask me for money and I give it to you. You That's really do. How it's it weird. And, it, and it's not strange at all that you're like a redheaded guy, you know, who's <laughs> like a very large leprechaun. <laughs> and we have this ongoing joke about you having Buying a pot of gold you're not telling me about. Like <laughs> the fact that came up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. Oh. I just, I just have a pot of gold. You got to figure out how to get it. <laughs> it's getting a little frustrating, but we're going to shake that pot of gold out of you at some point. But getting right. back on topic there, it, it is, it's, it's, it's a consortium. We're working together as a group to get our clients, be they investors, be they home sellers who are motivated, be they um, people investing in the private fund. We're helping to get people the desired result they're looking for by working as a group to analyze the problem, whatever it may be, and fixing it together as a group. Why. We find the why. I you love know, that. That's that's the biggest question that I answer. Why? That is that is really my only question. Well, why what? I mean, what, what do you, what is, why do you want to do this? What's okay. the what's what's your goal? What's, well, obviously, man, I want to get filthy rich, right? right? So I'm coming to you to do a hard money loan. My why is I want to make a bunch of money. Can you help me with that? Absolutely. Okay. I want to build a rental portfolio. I'm looking to build passive income for my family to spend rations. Can your funds help me with that? Absolutely. I've got some money sitting in a bank account making 0.1% right now. On a good day. On a good day. And I want to put it in. And I want to put it in a place where I can get consistent returns. returns. That's what that's what I provide, right? I hedge against the risk. So you're solving all these problems for our various fluid clientele because it all kind of sources back to the money in the end, does it not? Oh, absolutely. Money, money is that's the motor. That's, that's what, that's what the engine is in your car. I love that's that. what makes it, that's what makes it go. Right. You want to go somewhere you need money. Got to bring the money. Right? I, you know, I love to say that I, I sell the most addictive substance on the planet is money and there is plenty of money on the planet and your excuse to not have any of it is your own problem. It's not mine. Amen to that. With that, if you'd like to talk to Matt, I would love to connect you guys on social media. What's a good way to get in touch with you uh, live? How do we have? How do we set up a conversation with Matt Perez? Um, so my my preferred um, form of communication is email, um, especially with you know having the questions that are going to come up and those kinds of things. Um, the best access point is my email, uh, Matthew M A T T H E W at trackcap. 
tracapcap.com, T-R-A-C-C-A-P.com. You can look me up on Facebook, look up the Traction Capital Partners um, Facebook page, hit the like button on that one. Um, but that's really where this, where the, where the conversation starts through email. Sure. Shoot an email over to once again, that's Matthew at track cap, T R A C C A P.com. You can go to the track cap website, www.trackcap.com. Fill out a form there to connect with us as far as that goes as well. But really I, I insist on people coming into the coaching program, having a conversation with the funding partner to make sure that there's a financial viability in there. If you're not financially ready now, that's okay. Hey, don't, don't let that deter you from joining the coaching or getting started, but just understanding early on what it's going to take to get you to a position where you can fund your first fix and flip deal to the foreclosure coaching program is a big part, a huge part of what we do as part of the coaching product. So I encourage you, whether you're ready to go on coaching or not, to have that conversation with Matt to get the ball rolling as far as that goes. And if you're an experienced investor, We'd love to chat with you, right? I mean, you're so totally interested in having a conversation with investors who are already out there moving money. Absolutely, right? So, you know, the the biggest asset that we have is money, right? So if I could put more in the pile, that's even better because then I, I can give safe and consistent returns to more people, right? The more people I can help, that's what I'm here for. So right? if you're an experienced flipper out there looking for additional sources of capital or want to get some more deals funded, also reach out to Matt because that could certainly help build the portfolio on both sides and help you to do more deals in less time. You were talking about closing deals in three to four days. Come on now. Can you actually get a, a deal done in three to four days? Yeah, I just did one last week. That's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I think I think we did it in um it was really it was really two days, um two days working time. That's incredible. Um, so that's that's what you're getting out of private money. We can move we can move quick. I love that. And that's a, that's a negotiation tool that you have. That's right. When you're out there this this week, let's go. Right. When you're out there trying to get the lowest price of a property, as you're writing offers, whether you're a wholesaler or a flipper or whatever, you want to come in armed with the capital to get the deal done. Cause that's going to separate you from most of the wholesalers out there who are just trying to get contracts put together. Right. Hey, and I know we're, we're talking about some big money stuff here. Um, and I, and I understand the hedge fund term and all that kind of stuff. Right. I love giving financial literacy, financial fundamentals, things like that. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you don't have, you know, you, you're, you're living paycheck to paycheck and you just don't think that you have an out, you do have an out, right. You know, send me your questions, right. Get in touch with me and I can, I can help you get to that point where now this is a reality and we can, we can move forward and get you into a flip. Well, and it just takes guts. Like I remember when you and I met many, many years ago, we're going to wrap up on this point, but you know, you're you're ex-military, right? And so, you know, I remember having a conversation. I want to buy a house. I'm like, yeah, you and everybody else, dude, get in line. Like, thanks for calling. You know, um, my, my credit's no good. All, all the usual stuff. I'm like, here, you got to go fix your credit. But what was different about working with you is that you kept coming back, right? Got my credit fixed. Now what? Um, well now you, oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that. Um, well now you got to do this. Okay. I'll be right back. And then you disappear for a month or two and you come back again. Got that done. Now what? 
uh, now nothing. Let's go buy you a house. Right? That's what happened. Which is what we did. Like, right. We went up buying your first deal many, many years ago. And not all deal stories end well. We're not going to get into details on that right now. But I will say that in the end, it worked out to a really great relationship. It's an honor to still know you, yeah. be able to work with you in this capacity. And now what we are passing on to wannabe and would-be investors who are coming into the market in droves right now, it's just an incredible opportunity to take all that you learned from your Merrill Lynch, Bank of America, days, combine that with the, the hedge fund market and what's going on in the current real estate market. Like I said earlier, it's kind of like the perfect storm, right. a huge opportunity for a bunch of people, but you really, like you did many years ago, you got to have the cojones to get up and reach out. You have to do it. You have to go and do it. You know, you know, just know that the advice and, and the direction that we're going to provide, you have to do it. You, you can't just take this information and, and just sit at home on your beanbag chair eating Cheetos. Man, this sounds like a good idea, bro. We should probably do something like this. <laughs> That's kind of how it That's the Cheetos. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there was some other product in the conversation. Um, a lot of that other product. Um which we're not going to talk about because we're in Colorado and they'll be totally inappropriate to talk about that. Yeah, um, no, right. no, wait. It'd be Okay, moving on. Um, but from there, it blossomed into a great idea because we took action. Right. Right. And well, now we had the conversation. I quit my job the next day. Like, remember that scene? Did you see uh, Wolf of Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <Where he's> like, <laughs> if you can show me a check for $63,000, I, I swear to God, I'll quit my job right now. Hey, uh, hey, Bobby. Yeah, I'm not coming in tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was Donnie. That kid, that guy's name was Donnie. That, that character was Donnie. Just and now, record. and now I'm sitting on thirty million dollars that I'm looking to spend. Look at that! It's boom, baby! I love. You know, recently, we were out in Arizona. It was stupid hot. I know you're from there, so not, nothing against your people, but man, <laughs> we're built different. That's, that's, that's ludicrous. <laughs> but we we were checking out your one of your one of your clients' private jets. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. And you know, there's opportunity in that space as well. Right. So he told me while we were sitting, having a meeting on the jet, this is a $3 million plane. So it's not, it wasn't like, Oh, well now that's $3 million. I can't do that. Instead of thinking in that manner, I said, okay, well now how can I fund this and how can I make this work? Yeah. Right. Because it's all about efficiency. That's, that's what I do. If I need to get somewhere, I need to get there now. What's so, great about traction is, is again, we're real estate primarily focused, right? But you can do any sort of funding that you want to do. I'm going to buy a private jet and I'm going to put it into service. I'm going to take like, care of the, take care of the deal and the debt servicing and the maintenance on, you know, on the back end, And um, that's going to be a perfect way for me to travel around when I need to get where I need to get. I and it'll be super cool. With, like, I feel like we're going to be hanging out on the jet quite a bit. Well, I'm too good to be rolling through DIA. <laughs> Count me in. Count me in. I'll be there. Yeah, you, right. you went on the jet, that's Jay? Right. You want to do, do a jet ride? We should... I'm coming. I'm coming. I got some deals. I, I got some people that. I got to call today. Bring some money in. Let's do it. Love it's it, only $3 million for a plane. Let's see. Only $3 million, right? Look how far we've come. Right. Incredible. Well, Matt, let's wrap up on that. We're getting close to our hour here. and We want to respect the time of the listeners. We appreciate you guys tuning in each and every single week. You've got Matt's contact info, Matthew at trackcap.com. The URL will be posted to the show notes of this very show. So you can get to the website, reach out to them that way as well. But like we say all the time, you've got to take action. You've got to start making moves in this marketplace. It just took deciding to do this to arrive 
arrive where we are today. And now it's going to take another decision to get us to the level that we're getting at right now. Okay. So it's happening in real time. And you are seeing the birth of an empire right here in the Colorado market with the best funding partner available, the best wholesaling team available, the best construction crews available. It's happening. It's right now. And you are watching it live right here on this podcast and foreclosure deals coach podcast. So you should be, we're so happy that you're here. We appreciate it every single week, but you've got to take the first step, join the family, join the club. First step, reach out to the foreclosure deals coach insiders group. The link will also be in the show notes. You can join up. It's fast. It's fun. It's free. We have these conversations. Matt's going to be in there. Market, what's going on in that space. Find capital like that page become a part of the conversation and change your life because the time to do it is now the market is here and we're ready to rock am i right let's go make some money let's do it with that this is donnie core your foreclosure deals coach thanking you once again for joining us here on the foreclosure deals podcast and reminding you don't you buy a house buy a deal Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.